Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Kashrus, presented by the Kashrus Awareness Project in conjunction with Torah Anytime. Today, I am privileged to be joined by Rabbi Shalom Tenler, Kashrus Administrator at the Star K. Thank you, Rabbi Tenler, for being here once again. Pleasure. Thank you very much. A great topic today that I'd like to discuss for you, one that's very prevalent, uh, and that is DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, these are services that many people in the firm community utilize. And it seems that from the experts in the cautious industry, that there are developments and new developments, some of them, uh, in regards to these services that uh, our kosher consumers should know about. So I'd like to ask you, what are those and, you know, bring us up to date. Okay, so first, just a drop of background before we start the conversation, that is, is that um, you know, everyone thinks I do vegetables and deal with bugs all day. Um, so I actually don't like bugs. I never did, even as a kid. You know, that's that. I never had any kind of, you know, infatuation or obsession with bugs. Right. Um, what you know, most of my time on a daily basis, anyway, that I'm busy with at the Star K is restaurants and caterers, the food service department, which is one of the departments that I'm involved with. So this topic is something that all our restaurants deal with, you know, every day. Mm -hmm. So we really see what's really going on. And the ideas behind all these what we call app delivery services, right. which there's many, many, many of them out there, is that like everything else in this world, they're trying to build a convenience into life where you can just, as they say, there's an app for that, right? You can just click a few things on your phone, on your computer, and your supper or lunch, whatever, will be delivered to your office or home, you know, within a couple of minutes, fresh, hot, etc. Um, the problem is, is that it's causing a tremendous heartache in the conscious world for the following reason. So first, a drop of a background so people understand where we're going. Um, there's two sugyas in halacha that people confuse because they're related, but they're really two different things. One is Bashish and Salomon Ayin, Simuk Samuk Gimel and Yeridea. Now, for Ashkenazim at least, the way that Ramak seems to come out there is that as long as you have a Tfiyas Ayin on food in your own house, in your own Rishus, then there's not really a problem with and Salomon Ayin. So if you leave a roast in your fridge, you leave the house, your cleaning lady is still there, you come back, there's still a roast in your fridge, looks like the roast you left there, no problem. Um, I'm not, you know, anything against kosher, you know, Jewish media, right? Right? Um, you know, but the famous story that on the airplane, you know, where someone went to the bathroom and, you know, left a sandwich there, right? A deli sandwich, you know, pardon the pun, that story seems to be baloney, at least halachically, <laughs> at least for Ashkenazim, okay. right? Because as long as you left yeah, a, 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 a sign, your sandwich is there, it seems to be okay. And that's considered your domain. Yeah, you left it in your also, seat. You left in your you, seat. You have a, you left a pastrami sandwich, and you know you, you know what a pastrami sandwich looks like, right? right I'm saying right. you come back with a pastrami sandwich. There seems to be okay. Okay, that's as far as that goes. Now, sardim maybe a little bit different story, but you know normative halacha, generally speaking, we go with the ramah, you know, and it seems to be that, that that's lahakel. Um, but there's a different siman shulchan kuf ches, where it's something that's called hufkudubi yad goy, which means that you're giving over food, whether it's fish, meat, whatever it is, into the rishus of a goy, either as a delivery driver or it's a non-Jewish-owned restaurant. And that's where you have to talk about chaysamas and sealing and double sealing and things like that. And that's where the conversation over here comes in, um, where you have basically what's going on is that you're going to a presumably a non-Jewish app, right? Or it doesn't make a difference because the person who's going to be dealing with the food for you is not Jewish. He's going to go to a restaurant, he's going to pick up your food and bring it to you. So it sounds, it shouldn't be so complicated. All you need to do is double seal like it's something restaurants do all the time. Right. Except that here's two problems and I've seen this myself. Number one is that a lot of these delivery services don't have direct relationships with the restaurants per se. Meaning some of them will have a contract with a restaurant 
and they'll have the restaurant menu uploaded on their site and you click on it, you're actually ordering through the restaurant as a delivery. So obviously any delivery is going to get sealed up and the driver goes, picks up, brings it to your house. That is glot kosher, should be fine. Some of them don't do that. Some of them will just go to a website, click restaurants in New Jersey, take every restaurant in New Jersey, put it on their site. And they offer you, you can order from any of them. What ends up happening though is that you're just sending whichever company this is a message, please go get me dinner from this restaurant. They will then send a driver to the restaurant, order as a takeout, right, and bring it to your house. Now, most restaurants do not have a policy of sealing up takeout orders. They only have a policy of sealing up deliveries. Mm -hmm. So when a non-Jewish person walks into the restaurant, places an order for a pastrami sandwich and sesame chicken, and walks out, they have no reason to seal it up. So in essence, really, you weren't the one who ordered it. The right. fellow or the Correct. gal who's doing the delivery, they actually Correct. put through the order. Correct. Wow. So that's something that you have to confirm before you use these sites. You and know, how would you know, let's say, from Uber Eats to Grubhub to DoorDash, which ones have, the, have that they, type of operation? I, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's not clear to me. We tried. They, some of them have. Sometimes some of them have relationships. Sometimes and sometimes don't. They're all in the business to try to compete with each other to try to offer as many services and as many restaurants as they can. So sometimes they have two tracks, and mm -hmm. they're able to offer you both. Some they have a direct relationship with, and some they don't. But not, I'm not, not sure. To, not to try to end this conversation here, but if we don't know that, then shouldn't. Shouldn't all these services be off-limits till we verify that? Well, you're kind of taking a risk, meaning you're going to order through the services, and sometimes it's going to come sealed, and sometimes it may not, depending on which app service you went through. Um, I, I don't if know. I, if I call the store, will they verify for me? They now? could. They if they could. have a related, direct relationship with the, with the app so delivery really service. really, one is I could call the store and say, right. when you deal with these services, typically, how does it work? Do you package it? And, and from my direct order, and then you give it to the fellow, whoever it is, or, or not. And right. That, you mm -hmm. could, that's, that's the best aids I would tell people. Otherwise, if you're not sure, just avoid it completely because you end up, and we get this question at the Starkey hotline, and I'm sure every agency gets this question all the time, where they get delivery and it's not sealed. Now what? Mm -hmm. So, so I, I'll tell you one scary story on this, um, and this is something that I was mefarsim in Baltimore, a lot in the local media things when it happened, um, because it's a scary thing, and that is is that is that I had an uncle who works for a big firm in New York, and he called me one day and said they had a birthday party in the office, very common thing, um, and they always bring in pizza on somebody's birthday, fine, and they know for the kosher people, they bring in kosher pizza, and they have a separate table for the kosher pizza. He said the office manager has been there for over a decade. She knows already what to do and how this goes. There's a lot of you know, Jewish employees there, and mm -hmm. fine. This time, the pizza came in, there was no seal or anything on it. It was just a plain pizza box, generic pizza box, which is not uncommon. No, most stores, actually. Right? So he called me and said, you know, can I eat the pizza? I'm like, okay, that's tough. A TSI on a pizza? You know, it's very hard to do. Mm -hmm. um, I said, I, I, can't, I can't see a clear mahalach over here, a clear hector over here for this. Okay, fine, it is what it is. He called me back 20 minutes later. He was so breathless, couldn't get the words out. He said, he's in, it's in Manhattan. He said he went to ask her where she got the pizza from. So there's two pizza shops near his office. One is called Bravo Pizza, and one's called Bravo Kosher Pizza. Mm -hmm. And she got from Bravo Pizza, mm -hmm. thinking that was the same thing. So wow. it was indeed non-kosher pizza. Wow. Right? And this is where chasamas and sealing things up, where chazal know what they're talking about. You right. know what I mean? And if your food is not sealed, then, you know, it was hufkadobi goy, a non-Jewish delivery person brought it, don't assume and consume, as we say. You know, mm -hmm. you got to really find out what the story is with this thing. Now, that's as far as problem number one goes with, with Uber Eats and all these different app delivery services. 
whereas sometimes it's just a simple pickup. The other thing is, and this happened to me, myself, um, where you can order, let's use uh, somebody mentioned um, coffee shops, whether it's Dunkin' Donuts or any of these other things in the cities where they have you know, stores like that with a heksher, and it can even be regular you know, bagel nosh or something like that. And you will order, and especially when it comes to two stores that have the same name, let's say like Dunkin' Donuts is a good example, mm-hmm. um, you can order and you can choose the kosher Dunkin' Donuts at this mm-hmm. address, and that's the one you want to order from, and you click what you want to order, purchase. And the, the ones that ha- are, have Ashkacha usually will have stickers or something on it indicate that it came from the store that has mm-hmm. Ashkacha on it. Right. The delivery came, it had no Ashkacha tape on it or anything. So I called the company. It was like at 5 o'clock in the morning on the way to the airport. All I wanted was a coffee. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I said, you know, there was no, you know, where did you get this from? They said, well, you ordered it from the kosher store. Right. So, you know, it's kosher. I said, yeah, but the kosher store always puts What's a kosher stick? sticker on it. This doesn't have it. Finally, they called the driver directly, and he said, no, it was just closer to where I'm coming from. I went to the other store down the Right, the other store down, the other non-kosher location down the block. Right, I was like, you know, but I, I chose specifically that location. Apparently, they don't care because it's the exact same product, at least in their eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's something people have to be aware of also. So, so I know some stores or at least some apps have a no substitute option. Right, so it could be would that would help. To cho- would, would that help? I, I'm not 100% sure. No substitute? I'll tell you why. Because over here, um, the, the driver himself chose to go to the other store. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that would help or not. Meaning even if it said no substitute, we have no guarantee. Right. Unless you say there's a Mirsis that the guy wouldn't want to lose his job if he's not doing it right and well, he won't go to a different establishment. One second. This is something I tell Mashkichim all the time. I just had a seminar last week. I tell the Mashkichim, I said, you have to appreciate even the best non-Jewish employee, the most trustworthy guy who's working for 25 years, he has as much appreciation for kosher as you would have, let's say, for halal. Now, mm-hmm. politics aside, right, the reality is at the end of the day, how much do you really care? Right. Let's be honest. You right. know, in, in, not in a not nice way. In, right. in an honest way. Right. How much do you really care? How much can you be expected to care? It's not reasonable to expect them to have the same level of, even close, zahirus and awareness that you right. have for kashras. Like you're saying, it's not malicious. It's not malicious at all. It's not malicious. Right. It's just to fact, him, fact a coffee enough. is a coffee. Mm-hmm. It, it's not even no sub, no substitution. What substitution? I brought you a coffee. Right. Right. What substitution is this? I don't know that choosing no substitution would even help. In this kind of case, it's something that you have to know, and that's where again sealing things up is is critical. Is that if your food arrives from any of these delivery services and it's not sealed properly, then just don't eat so it. So the real the real only answer is to have your product sealed and double wrapped right. and, that's and correct. things like that. That's the only. That's correct. Answer. Now people ask, so why can't we make a policy that any order that comes into the restaurants, pick up or take out, has to be sealed? The answer is, is that first of all, there are some places that do that. Okay. Um, it's a very big tircha. It is a, for the it's workers. A, it's a very it's big a busy terrible. environment. It's a busy There's a lot environment. Going on. There's a lot going it takes on. Time. It takes time. It's 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 not reasonable for the agencies to require that, you know, of restaurants just because of this. Ultimately, it's something that the consumer has to be aware of. If you're getting a delivery of food, I don't care who's delivering it, whether it's the Heimish Delivery Service or Uber Eats, whatever it is, all deliveries must be sealed if you want to be sure that's coming from, you know, from the place mm-hmm. that you ordered it from, in order to maintain kosher of the food. 
And that's something that consumers have to be aware of. And these app delivery servers are bringing that out. And it's something people really have to be aware of because it's, it's, we're getting a lot of questions about it. And a lot of situations where like, I, I can't help you. Mm-hmm. you know? and, and these are the two, two big areas where they go, seem to go wrong from a conscious perspective. I've also heard, I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, I don't know how prevalent it is, uh, that some delivery, app delivery services have warmers in the car where maybe they keep the food warm as they're driving and things of that sort. Yeah, that's you... possible. I, I don't know how much of a concern that would be because generally the food, when it does come, it's usually in a bag, in at least one or two bags. So I don't know how big if of a concern. If it's wrapped properly, then, wrapped that, properly that wouldn't then it wouldn't be a, be a problem. Right. It's, they're not going to be that hot. Um, you know, the other thing is also is that I think there was a study, one of the, one of the you know, newspapers did a study on asking Uber Eats drivers how, or one of the companies, um, you know, how often they taste the food. That right. The <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yes, yes. It was pretty scary. Yeah, it was scary. It was scary. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they, extra, grab a, they grab a few French fries. French the way, fries along know. the way. Why not? Yeah, you know? way, why not? Come on, they have a car full of fresh, hot, <laughs> yummy smelling food. Like, it's very hard to resist. Right. Right. And no one's going to know the difference anyway. Right. So that's another reason. But, uh, you know, why sealing up the food is something that's critically important. But mm-hmm. ultimately, Ultimately, you know, we have Simikov Yudches, and that's what people have to be aware of, is that anything that's Hufkudubi Yadgoy, anything that's given over to a non-Jewish person who, as the delivery driver, definitely has to be sealed in order to maintain the cautious integrity. Fantastic. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure.